<laughs> welcome, 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 everybody. We are live. It's Saturday night, so you know what that means. It's free comic book day. It's free comic book day. Here you guys go. <laughs> now, tonight's going to be, I think tonight's going to be a fun episode. We got a lot going on. We've got a couple new segments that we're doing. Matt's showing off some of his fake spec that we're messing with you guys. We have Buy that sheet thing. I've got sheet thing. <laughs> so stick around, hang out, and let's have some fun, guys. Fuckers, you fuckers. Warning. The following video contains material that some viewers may find harmful or could be traumatizing to some audiences and doesn't reflect the opinion of Renovision. Viewer discretion advised. So how's everybody's week? How's everybody in the chat's week? How's everything going? Yeah, it has been just a crazy week for me. I had some stuff going on at work, but mostly football, man. My kids played two football games this week and lost them both. Indeed it is, sir. Just let me know what you want. We have all the adult <laughs> toys here. Brucifer. I hope you're talking about jet skis and not what I think you're talking We're about. having a run on butt plugs, though, on uh, Kyle's curtain butt plugs. We got hey, anything, anything can be a butt plug if you're brave enough. Wow. Are more mud they, they finally cleaned them up after that big accident. On we said those accident. are more mud flaps. Yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, Go Lakers. I'm surprised the Suns squeezed one out. (laughs) Yeah, even a truck hitch. I think we got some interesting new uh, couple of new segments to talk this week. I think it'll be fun. You know, we did get a lot of feedback about me taking off my shirt last week. I think what we'll do is we'll have... Maybe a bidding war to see if my shirt stays on or comes off. No super right. chats, Workers, man. No super chats by out by the end of hour one, and your shirt comes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sex sells, and we're not above peddling it. Right? Yeah, we're not. <laughs> but this is kind of reverse. This is like pay me to keep my clothes on. Hashtag respect sex workers. It's the opposite. It's the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I guess let's get this show on the road. Lawyering business is running dry, so Sam's got to advert to taking his shirt off on the internet. It's the opposite of OnlyFans. It's whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> only, only Sam's. Only fans. Only Sam's. There you go. <laughs> only strangers. That would be the opposite, right? It's the good safe version where only shirts come off. No bottoms. No bottoms. So let's get this show on the road. I forgot what I was going to say. That's not good. Do you have old timers? So you went with show on the road. Oh, we had, I remember what I was going to say now. Everybody go check out uh, uh, Thresholds of Reality. We had a crazy interview yesterday. Dude, that guy was wild. He's we had a demonologist. A demon. Yes. 
and what he was talking about was just it was just like it was it was like just right here but not quite over my head but about right here skin and, and you know he's he's talking in like the world of ghosts and demons and stuff and i don't inhabit yeah. that world very much so it was like right like here so, so it looks like Tyson. kyle was it's more at spurt. home kyle was definitely more at home with that interview than i was so, probably gt I, I like how Sam is telling his story and Kyle's just saying what's up to the chat. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle like, totally kicked off this whole thing and Sam's going with it and Kyle's just like, what's Ronnie, up? What's up I'm, doing it qui- I'm doing it quietly so that you can keep talking. Yeah. Right well, anyway, Sam check, out, Bear. check it out. We've got, uh, we've got over 100 views on that and you know we appreciate everybody who, who tunes in. Got a couple people in the chat on that show asking some questions but if you guys ever get the chance to to check us out live you can just ask mojo quid for example he he was really active in the chat the other day um we love your comments but uh yeah it went to some really dark and kind of creepy places i was there but i couldn't i didn't want to say anything because i was just absolutely glued to him talking about demons attacking you from other realms and was like, it was Whoa. crazy right yeah it was pretty weird you need somebody. Then you come to find out it, that Kyle, Kyle had a polster, poltergeist in his house. That's yeah. why his curtains are green. You take a shower and I scratch you. Just one particular scratch. Pea soup. It's crazy. And it'll though. get infected. Pea soup. What? Well, <laughs> that's. Oh, his yeah. curtains. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the exorcist. All right. Time for the, news. Time for news. Neat curtains. Extra, extra. Read all about them. Magic wounds. Our time story kicking us off tonight. Deathstroke co-creator wants to see Ben Affleck's scrapped Batman film. Deathstroke co-creator Marv Wolfman recently uh, supported the hashtag Make the Batfleck movie campaign. In a post on his personal Twitter account, the acclaimed comic book writer wrote, Ben Affleck says he wants to use Deathstroke in an aborted Batman film. Um, I like that they used to, he used the term aborted. Based on everything <laughs> I see him direct, that would have been so incredible. As Deathstroke's writer and co-creator, you got to make this that happen. While DC Studios had James Gunn and Peter Safran have not publicly com- uh, commented on Wolfman's tweet, Snyderverse fans immediately retweeted it and shared the post alongside the hashtag Make the Black Flick Movie. You know why Marv Wolfman wants to make uh, wants to make that happen, right? They need some money. Royalties. The fucking channel. Wants that goddamn movie check, yo. Royalties. I want that motherfucking movie check. I, I'd like to see that. That story sounded pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> Renovision needs a short sleeve button down made out of Kyle's curtains. I mean, the was that the thing... one where he was going to kill all of his family? I don't know. But I will say that the DCEU was <laughs> full of false starts. They had so many storylines that they set up in. Batman v Superman and the Justice League that just never went anywhere. And they never would go anywhere. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> Deathstroke was supposed to go and kill all Bruce Wayne's associates. 
<laughs> and then he was going to come back after him. I was like, that sounds pretty dark. We might have to I'm figure dead. that out for you. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think he wants that motherfucking money. Like he doesn't, he didn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, because he, you know, he was only in <laughs> Titans for a season. He was only in, uh, he was in a lot of seasons of Arrow. Yeah. But now it's. We can hear you typing, Hartman. Sorry. <laughs> sounds, sounds like you've let a critter on your keyboard. Joe Megalod- Megalodongo. He was going to play Deathstroke in that movie, and he's not going to get the chance to now, which I don't know how I would have felt about that, but apparently Marvel was all for it. I thought it was awesome. As long as he did the whole movie shirtless. And as I, would, a I would werewolf. say pantsless. And as a werewolf? Yeah. Was he in True Blood? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. And as long as his wife is in it, too. She's Sophia a comedic Vergara. actress. He does comedies. So? Who does? Sophia Vergara is his wife, Hartman. That's who we're talking about. Oh, God. That the rest of Wait. I thought these artists were down when is That's the right. men of Renovision calendar coming out? Just leave Marco <laughs> off of it. <laughs> How can we leave you Marco? Play your stupid board games again. Here now. But I think that's all it is. Is, is Marv? Marv needs some money. He's not getting as many books signed. Hey, I remember you. I I signed one of your books like eight months ago. I want more. I'm not going to sign one for free for you. Is that what speaking, he told you? Speaking of that, did you see who's coming to Fan Fusion? Uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, dude. Fucking I gonna, like I six months in. after fucking getting annihilated by a snowplow, this dude's <laughs> back on the con scene. Where That's what I'm going to take there dude. to get signed. Uh, you going to take a snow shovel? Yeah, I'm going to take a snowplow to get signed by him. Just don't stare at him. Dong stroke. <laughs> Pretty bad. Yeah, don't stare. Don't stare right at his scar. Yeah, don't stare at his midsection. Molly, molly, molly. Very touchy about that. <laughs> molly, molly, molly. Holy scar. <laughs> so you gonna put a tattoo there, <laughs> dude? You're all fully can't walk. I mean, <clears throat> dude, every time I've seen Mar Wolfen at a con, though, he's usually like sitting in the corner by himself, not really like where where what's it on the edge. Yeah, what con was it that we went and saw him? Was it Tucson Comic Con we went and saw him, Kyle? No, it was a con Stop that was in Mesa. Oh, that's right. Yes. Sorry. And he was like at the table by himself, and, and he was like very antisocial. There it is. Batwing versus <laughs> Dongstroke. There you go. <laughs> Sword fighting. Sword fighting in the men's room. No, it'll be Night Nightwing Chris. versus Dong. Uh, yeah, I mean, this story Wing. looks fucking gangster. I think someone deserves this. Ring the bell. Beep, beep, beep. Ring the bell. Good job, Brucifer. <laughs> Who isn't sad in Arizona? <laughs> yeah. Lizards. I got to apologize anyway. I didn't know that the memberships get randomly given to people. I thought he was just being... Dirt. I thought he was just fucking with me by not giving me one. 
So he gives them out in our chat. He gives them out in McClay's chat. He's just an equal opportunity subscriber it, giver. But it's random. I think he's got it hooked up to his bank account and can't figure out how to stop it. <laughs> stop payment. It's like, I'll get the next one. Ah, I missed it. Oh, I'll remember. Equal opportunity dong lover. All right, moving on. Who's behind? I just heard the ring the bell again. In the back. <laughs> it's Hartman watching it. Is it me? No, I'm not watching it. It's I'm it's... reading about this Deathstroke movie. Mm. Percy Jackson Disney Plus series finally locks in a release window. The highly anticipated Percy Jackson and the Olympian series finally has a release window. Per an image shared by uh, Arian. <laughs> I'm here for Matt's yep. pump and dump of the week. <laughs> exactly. Stay tuned. Uh, Shamardri, who plays Grover in the adaptation. The show is slated to arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. The photo was taken at a um, promotional event dedicated to the creator, Rick <laughs> what, Roden's new book, The Sun and the Stars, which, while unrelated to the narrative of these series, is set within the same fictional universe. A more specific release date has yet to be confirmed, but the 2024 window puts the, uh, to rest the speculation that Percy Jackson was targeting a late 2023 premiere. I'm stoked. I think the Percy Jackson shit's cool. So I'm excited for it. That's why I put it in here. I don't give a fuck. Percy. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, I like it. My kids. Match behind. Like I already put those up. I am behind. <laughs> I was struggling. I was doing my best Marco impression and struggling to read. Do you remember when he used to go? He just would get lost in it and he would like tilt over to keep reading it. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Is anybody else excited for a Percy Jackson show? Never no. really a Percy Jackson fan. Not really. I love those those couple movies. Yeah, I thought they were pretty. They were pretty fun. How about some trimmed Percy. Ronnie yeah, says yeah. he doesn't want to see any more of Matt pumping his dump. <laughs> I'm gonna send you plenty of black market videos, then, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Yep. <laughs> word salad. Word salad. All right, let's keep. I'm going. gonna go to the China buffet down the road and make sure I get a nice big old pump and dump for you. <laughs> Marvel resurrects a major X Men character with a shocking twist. Magneto returns from the dead at the end of Marvel Scarlet Witch number five. However, the character appears to have returned to his villainous roots. Scarlet Witch five com uh, comes from writer Steve Orlando and artist Russell Dowderman, color artist Matthew Wilson, and letter VC Corey P uh, Pettit. Uh, the very end of the issue sees two young men wander into a cave with a six pack of beer only to discover they're not alone. The beer can suddenly shapes uh, into deadly weapons that stab one of the young men in the eye and the other across the chest. They run out into a ter uh, terrified panic and declare that the cave to be haunted, which gets a chuckle out of the unseen uh, Magneto, a longtime X-Men character with a villainous track record was part of a new, was a part of a new X-Men red team on Aroko when you're <laughs> nice <laughs> not gonna do that what? who wrote this copy who did this <laughs> I, I, I changed it. that part just to see if Matt would read yeah. it <laughs> no I'm not Lopez nice try though uh, <laughs> when your me... anus suddenly was a part of a <laughs> yeah. new X-Men red team <laughs> yeah I'm good <laughs> Before his death, Magneto told Storm he didn't want to be brought back to life, 
with the mutant's resurrection protocol, meaning the master of magnetism who appears at the end of Scarlet Witch 5 could be a different version of the character. He looks younger. He's got a hairier chest, too. He's got a sweet little goatee. I really thought. Yes, Brucifer. That is how pornos start. Nope. Two men walk into a cave. Two men walk into a cave and they get dyed. And they say, we're going to need a bigger dick. I mean, by Magneto. Two people in a six pack of beer walk into a cave. Woo! Sounds like a good time. Mm. It's like pitching a hot dog in a well. Nice taco meat on that chest. The sour cream. I mean, I, I think I think uh, Magneto is a character that should never die. He's got a nice spread there on him. Yeah, like there's definitely a huge man spread going on there. Yeah, look at the big ass bulge he's got in between his legs. I'd be spread it to show it off. We might need a bigger bowl. I don't know who they were drawing, but it looks like the guy from Lucifer. Looks like John yeah. Wick meets. Uh, I think it looks like yeah. Michael Fassbender, but a little more Jack. That's what I would say. Yeah, he looks like Fassbender a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Three says Harvey cracks me up. Never it. change, bro. I don't think I can. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. His therapist. The therapist says otherwise, but yeah, everything's going well. <laughs> I'm glad they brought him back, though. Eight by six. Do they have tailors and caves? Well, he sure does. It's not long, but it's round like a soup can. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, it may not be long, but at least it's skinny. (laughs) How's it hanging? It doesn't hang at all, Dave. It's like a button. (laughs) Do they have tailors and caves? My clothes behind. I already showed that one. This is the <laughs> men's warehouse in a cave. Where do you get that? Where do you get that fancy pocket square brooch thing? Dude, that's awesome. What about them shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nineteen eighty seven wants their shoulder pads back. <laughs> Got Hillary Clinton over here. I, I think he looks sharp. He looks pretty good. He looks sharp. He looks like he's about to go to a nightclub. And, and when you're resurrected at bro. noon, but you got a GQ photo shoot bro. at two thirty. That's right. right. Listen, bro. I gotta beat Jared Little for my GQ photo got that shoot. That bottle service, bro. <laughs> you a button? All right. <laughs> DC promotes Jim Lee to president. Jim Lee has been promoted to president of DC Comics. On May 3rd, 2023, DC Comics announced that Lee, a well-known comic artist, writer, publisher, and more, had been promoted to president, publisher, and chief creative officer, CCO of DC Comics. Lee will reportedly direct to uh, Pam Liverd, the president of Global Brands, franchises, and experience uh, at Warner Brothers Discovery. His primary duties include leading the creative team at DC Comics and guiding creative efforts. Uh, to intrigue popular DC characters and storylines through all forms of media. He's also going to be at Fan Fusion one day only. And this is a post-breakup Facebook photo. Get early, get off, and get his. I'm going for one day. We're no longer together. You're going for one day for what? For Jim Lee. 
Mm. That's it. That's how long you're gonna you be there. A LinkedIn line. photo. <clears throat> Probably. This <laughs> is LinkedIn photo. Jesus, you had to get a friendship to get that one. <laughs> I mean, is it this is. a good? You think this is a good thing for DC or a bad thing or? I mean, hasn't he kind of been in charge ever since Dan DiDito got the fucking Das Boot? Pretty much. So, I mean, really nothing's going to change? Like, what's he going to change that's going to really change the direction of, of DC Comics? It, yeah, I, I think it's just a, uh, you know, title change for him. Title change and a pay bump? I would I hope mean, a pay bump. Well, well, hey, well pump the brakes like... and pay bump, Kyle. Pump the brakes. This is a title change only. He's becoming assistant to the manager. So now he can get one of those nice new uh, business cards. It's going to be the shape of a battering. That'd be a sick business card. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to make them right now. Dude, make them out of actual aluminum. You got a cricket? Battering business business cards. So as you pull it out, you cut their finger off? (laughs) You freaking chop. My bad. My bad. (laughs) Don't be throwing around my batarangs. I'm hey, it's sorry. Michael Keaton. I didn't know Michael Keaton was on the show. I mean, sticks. sticks. <laughs> so, I mean, really, if he can get out of their cycle of, you know, we're putting out too many titles, so we're going to scale them back. Now we're going to drop our price point. Well, now we're going to put out so many titles again. Well, now we got to scale them back. If he can kind of get out of that that cycle and actually put out good stories across all their books instead of just one or two, probably a pretty good move otherwise from his current track record really you're just going to expect more of the same from your current dc stuff right because it says lee will be the direct link to gun and coordinating the comics from the movies that's probably true and that's not a bad thing no it's not it's a bad thing if the rumors of who james gunn is casting to play superman are true who i don't know if you guys saw that uh who michael sierra <laughs> no Who? way! No, rumor no going around that he cast Michael Sarah to play Superman only with the oh. mustache. So is he just going through all of the cast of Juno to decide who's going to be? He might be Superman, but people didn't thing. like Elliot Page. Let's go with Michael Sarah, and then when that doesn't work, they're going to go to Dwight Schrute. If Bateman, Jason Bateman, <laughs> is in the movie. Yeah, Dwight Street, then Jason Bateman. Oh, Jason Bateman is one letter away from Batman. <laughs> Bateman, Batman. Bateman I'm is Batman. Batman. <laughs> I'm Bateman. <laughs> I, I'm Bateman. It's Batman. You're Batman. Say it right. Say it right. Bateman. I'm Bateman. God damn I'm it. Bateman. I'm Bateman. We got I'm this Batman. Take 2005. James Gunn's confirming he's on the verge of casting DCU Superman inspires last minute prayer circle. Kumbaya, let's do it right now. Join hands. Join hands and pray it's not somebody awful. Who's mowing the lawn? Oh, this one doesn't show it. Where did it show it? (laughs) All right, here. That's bull crap. No way. (laughs) <laughs> Michael Sears been cast as Superman court. No way. <laughs> There's only one Man. Superman to me. It's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. 
<laughs> That'd be awesome if it was true. Fuck! 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 Hey, hey, come on, we're gonna get copyright. We're gonna get This dude says it should have been Jonah Hill. He's gonna play Lex Luthor. Working out, Jonah Hill's been working out. It's gonna be the cast is super bad. Girls that do cocaine versus girls that smoke weed. Hey, this is this is off topic. Marco would make a better <laughs> than Sarah. Um, Look, source at James Gunn. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't argue is with Twitter the, trustworthy the at all. Oh yeah, I just that's all I see now is Superman. <laughs> I, I see the, the audience are have commented and corrected the a, Dude, it's like I'm staring in a mirror. <laughs> Which, which one's the real picture and which one's yeah. the fake one? I can't tell. Mr. Manager. Uh, uh, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, AOA, yeah, you've got a point. James Gunn's movies are pretty good. Shut they up. They are also out there. I like him. Moving on. Mortal Kombat 2. Carl Urban in talks to jo for Johnny Cage. Carl Urban is in final talks to star as a fan favorite character. Johnny Cage in the sequel to New Line's hit 2021 action adventure Mortal Kombat based on the blockbuster video game franchise. Simon McQuaid, who directed the 2021 film, is set to return. Jeremy Slater, Moon Knight, The Umbrella Academy wrote the screenplay for the sequel. The previous film was a, a new ad adaptation of the popular video game franchise that offered a grittier, more violent take on the material than the 90s films. It was released in April 2021 in theaters and on HBO Max. It was an early pandemic hit for distributor Warner Brothers, ranking uh, as one of the top featured titles in HBO Max since the streaming service's debut. I don't see him as Johnny Cage, man. No! Carl Urban's a chameleon. He could be anything, man. He has yeah, been I in mean, so many different roles and different appearances. I think he, he's probably a really good choice for this. <laughs> really? I, I think you need more Johnny of Cage a silver is like a tongue. Dick in a, uh, you need more of a silver light, tongue, light like voice arrogant accent. fuck like Mike the Miz Mizanin or or something. I don't, I don't know about Carl Urban. <laughs> hey, I'll do the splits and hit you in the balls. Type guy. <laughs> right. This is the part where you fall down. Where do you get He's more these Kano. guys? He's Kano. That's who. Where was, he wasn't Kano, guys? was he? Ever? No, he wasn't Kano. They already had He's a that good. He would be a Kano. Success. It got beat at the box office by an anime movie two weeks in theaters. Hey, it says it was a success for the streaming HBO Max streaming service. Yeah, recall recall how things were going at that time. Yeah, yeah this came out in the middle of everyone being locked down. Yeah, and thirsty. Long, and thirsty. And thirsty. Yeah. We just want something. You put an animal in a cage long enough, anything is steak. Are you talking about like, Tiger King? Is that what you're like working to? in a factory? That's what I used to call working in a factory. It's like, <laughs> dude, that, that chick's pretty smoking. I, dude, I don't know, man. 
She's hot because she's the only one You've here. You've been in a cage for years, bro. <laughs> I guess if you stare it long enough. <laughs> Just like Endgame has desensitized everybody. A cage or a blender, Hartman? What, at the factory? A Hartman blender? Shit'll change you. <laughs> you don't come out the same. <laughs> oh my god. I am never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> horny. You're horny. <laughs> First, right. for the, gimp, the gimp is for the end. We save the gimp best for last. The gimp for last. The gimp yeah, I mean, is the best for last. All right. Yeah, I just don't see Carl Urban as Johnny Cage, man. It's just... I could see him play anything. I could see him play your grandma. That'd be a pretty interesting role. Dead. Dead is an interesting role for him. He could do. He could do it. Oh, I'm sure he could. Anyone could play that role. You You don't even learn the accent. He should be Mrs. Doubt Urban. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) Wouldn't be Mrs. Doubtfire. That'd be amazing. He should be Carl Urban playing Robin Williams, playing Mrs. Doubtfire. Playing Carl Urban. Playing (laughs) Carl Urban. (laughs) Playing Mrs. Doubtfire. Playing Johnny Cage. (laughs) Playing Johnny Cage. You lose. <laughs> I mean, he was good in in uh, Thor Ragnarok, but fight and Lord of the Rings and Fatality and Star Trek and Quit fighting me over it, boys and what else? <laughs> Carl Urban is Big Mama. Kyle Urban, done, done. Kyle Urban, Kyle Urban's a country singer. <laughs> Medea. Like Carl Urban as Tyler Perry's Medea. We're being talks to be uh, Big Mama. All right, mama. moving on. Here's what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles look like as humans. The Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are teaming up once again in the sequel to the truly uh, delightful Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and a new preview from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage <laughs> <laughs> Preview from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers team, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fire. 2, number one, which came out a long time ago, has given us our first look at the turtles' new human forms. As you can see in the image right here, you got Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael um, as they retain their signature colors through clothing. But that is what uh, teenage the last issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Power Rangers, which is issue five, depicts them to look like as actual teenagers via hologram. They're sexualizing the turtles. I knew it. Why is Mikey so short? Because he's supposedly the youngest of them all. This doesn't make him 15. short just because he's fucking young. Which one of them is white? Aren't, aren't they None all the same them. age? They're, they're all them. the same size when they... Billy... Billy Cranston is white. No white guys? Hmm. Billy Cranston? Did you know he's named after Brian Cranston? And they're named after Cranston juice. I have no data. I have no data. This is a good read, though. If you if you haven't read this series, uh, the first volume was really good, and volume two was good too. I'm waiting for volume three because they left volume. They left the last issue on a giant cliffhanger. So that's a hologram. Yeah, hooks up with April. And he's just yeah, they're just walking around talking to people. And nobody notices, or yeah, they're so they're in the the juice bar. They're in. Uh, 
uh, or Angel Grove. Star. Yeah, in Angel Grove, and they're in hologram form, so they don't have to wear uh, trench coats and fedoras. So they're not human. No, no. they're not technically human. Oh, so Salmonella is a still issue with April. Sure. <laughs> Can't have sex with turtles. When did Jedi sneak in here? And that's why you can't have <laughs> the turtles. Damn. Portraying stick boy. But there you go. Reports of Margot Robbie will continue to play Harley Quinn in the DCU. In recent weeks, rumors have circulated suggesting actress Margot Robbie is in talks to play Sue Storm in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Fantastic Four film. While these rumors have not been confirmed, it was recently reported that even if she does play the Invisible Woman, she will continue to play her iconic anti-hero in the DC Universe. According to scooper Daniel Rechman, Robbie, Robbie will continue to play Harley Quinn in the DC Universe regardless of whether, whether or not she plays Sue Storm in the MCU. The reporter stated that as much uh, in response to fan speculation concerning which actor might replace uh, Robbie in the DC film franchise. Which, I did not know that she was in the running for Sue Storm. Sorry, she, she could she murder somebody and keep I'll that stick role. To my day job. She is the big name that came out of nowhere. All of a sudden. Are you crazy? The snapping turtles bite force is ridiculous. <laughs> name it Lorena Bobbitt. It's but I I was kind of looking forward to maybe getting a new Harley Quinn, letting somebody else do it. And she's like our- who? Times Lady Gaga like she, would be good because she's burnt now. No, but you're—I mean—you're getting rid Lady Gaga, but you're retransforming it. You want that different version. So if they're going to replace your—if you're going to replace your Superman, your Batman, your Wonder Woman, replace all of them, get rid of the Joker tattooed face Harley Quinn and cast someone else. Give someone else a shot to try their hand at the role. She's done it Give three times. Me. She did a great job. If you're going to go, you change how you're doing this DC EU. James Gunn should change all of it. I mean, James Gunn will probably give it to to his wife because that's just kind of what he does. But she was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, she was. And Peacemaker. She will not be Sue Storm. No, will Adam Driver be Reed Richards? I, I don't know because Adam Driver has that relationship with Disney, so he could be their safe bet to play Reed Richards. Again, I think you're gonna you're you're gonna hear these rumors, but you're not gonna get an official casting until San Diego Comic-Con. We're three months out from San Diego Comic-Con now, so that yeah. when Marvel comes on Ellen stage for their Hall H DeGeneres. panel, that's when you'll get the final casting. They'll probably introduce the entire cast. Yeah. On I have stage. a problem with them. I have a problem with them pulling from like a small pool of actors. They're not going to branch out from the pool that they have. We're just going to keep getting the same actors over and over in different roles. They need to do the Marvel and do no name actors. Yep. Yeah, well, no name actors. I mean, that's that's the problem, right? Is that they got Robert Downey Jr. for cheap because he was coming out of his rehab, rehab and prison. I, and I could see that cosmic. They got him at a discount. <clears throat> got him at they a discount. To, <laughs> they tried to capture lightning in a bottle twice by doing the same thing with Mickey Rourke, and that didn't really work out for him. Right. As Whiplash. Whiplash. Well, I mean, think of it like I thought he did a good job as Whiplash. He looks like he's he, had yeah. Chris I enjoyed Pratt, it. Facial swelling forever. I mean, Chris Pratt was known more as a TV actor before he was in Guardians One, and, and then that launches that launched his career. 
And mm. then he, he still has Chris Pratt has the best line ever. I keep wiping and it's like a marker, a brown marker. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have like um Chris Hemsworth wasn't that well known. He was a nobody. He was a Thor, yeah. Chris I mean, Evans. Well, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans was around. Kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, because he was in a, not another teen movie, and then he was the original Johnny Storm, and then he was in um, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, and then he became Captain America, mm-hmm. and that kind of launched him a little bit. And then he's like, oh, "I'm going to just take my career and go do independent films." <laughs> but like Zoe Zeld- I mean, Zoe Saldana was a bigger name because she was in um, Avatar. But still, even then, Joe's Doolin's got a great suggestion. Samara Weaving, she's she does kind of those crazy, intense roles like uh, Margot Robbie does. It's not a bad, it's not a bad cast, fan cast. Who is that? And I don't know when we get to this point where it's like, and we should have learned our, we should learn our lesson from the Robert Pattinson Batman stuff. You get to this point where you hear, oh, rumor is this person has been offered the role. It, it's usually pretty accurate. And if multiple people are reporting it from different sources, it's usually pretty accurate. So I really think what? that Margot Ro- that Adam Driver is going to be Reed Richards and Margot Robbie is probably going to be Sue Storm. And I really think that the throw off is going to be, you're not going to get Ben Grimm as your thing. You're going to get your Goodness. Yeah, you're going to get Miley, Miley Kunis. Look at you supporting your pump and dump. I am. Absolutely. <laughs> As uh, Ventra. So, you know, I, I really think that's that's going to be where that twist comes in, is your female. Garbage just sent me <laughs> pictures of Ellen DeGeneres. It's fucking Harley Quinn. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres? Come on, Harmon. <laughs> and she looks like she's such a bitch. <laughs> she'd be competing. She looks like she wants to talk to you. better stand up. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna share that. She wants to speak to you, Andrew. In the bottom one, she kind of looks like Brittany Murphy in this. <laughs> she looks like the chick. That would have been my. That would have been my pick for Harley Quinn if she wouldn't have died. Brittany Murphy, the chick from Waiting, or not Waiting. The uh, they're the bartenders. What's that shit called? Party Party Down. Risky business. Well, in the, in the, the risky business. magic show. What's the Coyote ugly. crazy magic that <laughs> based on... That bottom left one, corner one, she looks like fucking... So in the yeah, top one, you. she looks like the chick from Tank Girl. And in the <laughs> bottom one, she looks like Brittany Looking Murphy. for Batman. <clears throat> you want to dance? Let's dance. I'd like to dance. <laughs> I think she would kill it. <laughs> Didn't she get thrown off the air or something? Because she was a fucking yeah, bitch. Slave no. Ship. no, she's she's still going. No, I don't, no, I think her show ended. Her not. show ended. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm I'm way behind on our relationship with Porsche. <laughs> Cosmic one. I cannot discuss my role with the MCU according to the NDA sign mm. with the mouse. <laughs> the mouse. All right. But that's it for the news, and we're gonna jump in our starships and fly on into the time tunnel. All right.
two boobs touching. You're on sticks. I did take All away right. the don't talk during intro. Huh? <laughs> that was for me. That was. Hmm. <laughs> I'm. I think like it's always just me that muted. <laughs> no, everyone gets muted. Everybody. It's just you and Sam who unmute yourselves. Yeah. No, I. I honestly, I don't touch it. I'm like twenty seconds behind. So sometimes <laughs> you guys will be talking and the video is still playing. Well, in time tunnel. I don't know if you should be doing time tunnel if you're that much behind. Oh, that's a good choice. Darn. I can get behind that. All right. Fran Drescher. (laughs) Time tunnel equals Kyle's butt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. First up, we got Captain America number 26, May of 1943, 80 years old this month. Damn, you are in a big delay. Yeah, I'm on a delay. Um, I'm going to try and click it on my end here. Uh, so I started putting in the uh, population report up in the corner so you can see kind of what um, some of these books are. Let's see if I can't get this to go bigger. Come on. I can't. Oh, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is horrible. I can't get this thing to work. <laughs> All right. I can't. I can't see it on my end. Uh, so you see, there's only eleven uh, ones, seven threes, fourteen fours, seven fives, six six. So it's not many. There's nothing over the nine or the eight. I mean, um, high raw sale, uh, two thousand three hundred sixty-one. Not many. Of, nothing is sold this year. Last sale was in December of last year for twenty-seven hundred. And a 2.0. Um, in 19, uh, the 8.5 sold for 10,200. That's, that, that's your high sale. 8.5. Um, that's, I think, one of the highest ones in the census. I would imagine. Um, I mean, these. Uh, it, I say it every time for these eighty-year-old books; they're going to be in the greatest condition uh, when if you find them. And if you're getting them at an eight point five, that's that's a, that's as high as you're probably going to get. Anyway, it says less than two hundred people be own this unicorn. cat book. Does AOA own this cat book? He's got he he's got a hundred and ninety-nine of them. No, just, just, yeah. <laughs> he's one. Yeah, he's one ninety-nine at two hundred. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next up is uh, Marvel Mystery Comics number forty-three, May of nineteen forty-three. Also eighty years old this month. Uh, population report uh, almost similar. Uh, there's a nine point two, one nine point two on the census. Couple, a couple of eights, seven, sixes, uh, a lot of threes, ten threes. And that's usually, for me, if I'm going to grade a book and it's going to be like that old, I want it to be at least a three if I'm going to send it in to spend the money to get it graded. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, anything less than that. I mean, 
I have seen online where people send in like uh, shards of like the cover and get it graded for a, and it gets like a, you know, obviously it's going to get a poor, <laughs> you know, but, but whatever. I mean, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Um, Raw sale in tw uh, this month, $935. Uh, but what they, I don't know. I don't know the guy how the guy grades, but he put it as a 1.8 raw. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't quite understand the that. Listeners, but he's not over. Like he's not trying to oversell his copy. woman overhead shot. I, when they go that low, they do 1.8s, don't they? Pretty sure. I, I've, I've never. I've heard never of seen 1. a 2.3, but or a 1.3. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe it is. Uh, nine, the, the the lonely nine point two uh, had sold for three thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, there's a a one point eight Amazing Fantasy fifteen up graded. Who's fucking with a horse? It's Harvey, hard. What are you Absolutely, doing? Absolutely, it's hard. I'm not. A, it, Please stop fucking that horse. I'm not fucking a horse. I didn't Strictly say fucking. I said fucking with. But all right. Hey, All right, uh, up next, uh, Detective Comics, number 195, no, no. May 1953, 70 years old. Dude. <laughs> Look, that... Batman, that man is wearing your costume. He's an imposter. No, Robin, he has a right to wear that uniform. I need that book. If for some reason, I want to read this book. I don't know what's going on here. It doesn't say anything about... in. The... The credit about being like a, any kind of like his father, or he's fisting anything like that, or an uncle. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, population animal report. sanctuary. Shut up. What did it say? Three, three sevens, eight sixes. It was really low on this one. Hard to find. 21 4.0 sold in 22 for 400 and 21 at 6.5 550 nice I mean that book right, could be yours for a measly little 83 bucks Kyle I was just looking them up Amazing Spider-Man number two, uh, May of 1963, 60 years old. Um, so, Amazing Spider-Man obviously should be, in my opinion, shouldn't have a lot on there, and it does. Uh, you got that one lone 9.8 <laughs> that sold uh, at one point for $160,000. Jesus. As you get Sorry, down, obviously, the, you know, we got the high 409 4.5 comics. The last 4.5 sold just the beginning of last month, $3,700. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and that can, that keeps the trend of the because the last one sold for thirty seven hundred dollars too. So it didn't didn't gain, didn't lose. So nice. Definitely an issue I need for my ASM collection. I only see four two on eBay. Four you know where the old uh, cocky came from, right? <laughs> Why? Where? Horses and penises. <laughs> Damn, Don't get cocky. Uh... Last raw sale, uh, like late last month, one sold for eight hundred dollars. <laughs> they called it a one zero to one eight. Not yet. It's the end. Couple others sold for fifteen hundred, twelve hundred, or the fourteen hundred. One there in February, so the two point five, uh, twenty seven hundred seventy five dollars. Pretty sought after book. Um, next up is Action Comics number three hundred. Uh, May of sixty three, sixty years old. I like how Superman has a blue beard. Yeah, he's got to match his suit. He's looking, well, he's looking pretty good. thick. Looking pretty thick at that one, man. Kind of looks like uh, Sarah. TV shit. It does. It looks exactly like Michael Sarah. That's some <laughs> great casting. Yeah. Uh, um. Not too bad on the the population report. It's an easy pick up there. Mostly 9.2s. You must be um, one hell of a Superman collector if you're spending 1200 bucks on this book. Sorry. Accidentally bitted. Didn't mean it, kid. Well, to be, to be fair, there's only two 9.8s. So, I mean, I guess that makes it kind of a... I mean, if you're a 9.8 guy and you to have get. to have this, there's only two, I guess you, you don't have a choice but to pay top dollar for it, so... Top dog. Yeah, yeah. If someone's desperate for nine action count, all next action comics at nine point eight, you got to get it, right? No matter what the good fucking luck there, right? Um, Raw. I mean, you can get these twenty, fifteen bucks. (laughs) It's not a, it's not a big book, but it's you know, I guess still the whole show. I gotta bulk up. (laughs) Bulk up. Still. A high seller for protein. any book when you grade it. Protein. Uh, next up, uh, Amazing Adventures number eighteen. Pro milk, fight milk. Seventy-three, fifty years old this War year. Of the worlds. I threw this in. Uh, first War kill raven G. in comics. It's uh, kind of a take on the H.G. Uh, Wells War of the Worlds. There were a lot. So there's 1198s, uh, 3190s, I was 3592s, and 5794s. I was surprised at how many actually were graded of this book. I didn't think this was going to be such a graded book. It's not like a, it's not like a Superman or, or Spider-Man. And I would think just like either H.G. Wells collectors or they just kill Raven collectors would be getting this one done. Um, but it's not, you know, raw. It's not a big, not a big book. Two and a quarter, 10, 20, 20 bucks, seven bucks. 
in the last in the last few months raw you said 1878 for 9.8 no one's gonna pay that <laughs> that's what they always said i don't buy i wouldn't uh, i would just depend i would get it for the cost of grading Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't I don't think this should be that high. It's not I don't think it's a, a fervor for Kill Raven right now. No one's specking on Kill Raven to show up anywhere. Um, up next, Secret Origins number two. You're missing it, uh, Sticks. We could start that spec right here. Whatever we want. We have the internet behind us. Kill Raven. Uh, we can do it. We have the technology. Uh, Secret Origins number two, May of 73, 50 years old. This I don't have any three printers yet. Hartman is wearing that Kale Craven costume uh, as we speak. Supergirl origin, Green Lantern, and the Atom. Obviously, Supergirl coming up in the Flash. Not this one, but. Um, and I don't even know if it's going to be Supergirl. I think it's Superwoman. Really, right? In the in the flash, they're not dildos; they're USB cords. Yes, I think so. Yeah. All right. So, but you know, uh, women start out as girls, I suppose. But all right, let's move on. Um, Pumped up beef with broccoli mats. <laughs> not too many graded five nine eights fours. Again, this one's kind of a. An easy raw to get about ten bucks, fifteen bucks. Yeah, that's easy. It's, you know, if you, I get secret origins for like just the characters that I like. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going out to get the whole run, but so if you, if you, there's a character in those secret origin books you like, grab them up. Uh, next, Iron Man one seventy. Uh, first, uh, Rhodey. I put it as Iron Man. I goes into the suit in this one i'm not sure it, a couple of places said it did another couple that he didn't i don't have the book to read and didn't really have the time to look it up online to read it uh 40 yeah. years old this one and population uh, where are we quite a few <laughs> I'm like, let's go up here. Uh, 168 uh, 98s. That's a lot. Yeah. For this, book. <laughs> for this book, for a Bronze Age book. For a whopping 190 bucks, your first appearance of Rhodey in the Iron Man suit can be yours. Everyone's paying that right now, right? I think I'd pay seven for the raw. Roz. The fuck did you just take a picture of Hartman? Oh my god. Someone is just getting rapid dick pics. <laughs> just it's rapid man. fire dick pics right now. It's me. I can't show you. Zoom in on, zoom in on the vein. <laughs> there were so a few nine oh, yeah, there like were a few nine eight there were a few nine eight sales this month that uh there was one. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Do you like it raw? Baby, I like it raw. Somebody let Charlie Sheen out. Um, 
They say. But mostly they've been selling Charlie for about 200 bucks. Seen. To keep with the the uh, the news this week, I threw in Smallville number one. Uh, Twenty years old. That WB goodness that Smallville was. Is that the Smallville season eleven, or is it what was it the? No, um, this was the this was a was like a one shot for the printed like. The first couple episodes of the series. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, the Smallville, they had that, what was it, season 11 and yeah. 12? Yeah. The Kyle Curtin's cover? Because it's green. <laughs> um, I didn't have a population report on this. Uh, there were a few, as you can see in the bar there. Um, a 4 0 sold for five bucks. Had a sale of fifteen, and nine eight had a sale for one hundred and sixty. Uh, its last sale on this was in uh, March. No, no, April. Never March. Yeah, March. Uh, for twenty five bucks. Otherwise, it's about a five five to ten dollar book. Um, nine a nine eight sale. That nine eight sale of one sixty. And there at the bottom. Up next, uh, Invincible. Invincible is coming back with season two in December. So these uh, issue four from 20, uh, 2003, 20 years old. Um, it got a big rise. A lot of people are starting to get these early issues graded because the last series has been so good. Uh, maybe banking on the next series being just as good. Um, 58 9.8s. 12 9.4s. 10.92s. Nothing under a 7. Well, they, there was one 5. There was one, one graded 5. Um, raw sales ranged from 43 to about 85 bucks. So the 85 bucks. I think with a graded sale though at nine point four. Otherwise, yeah, the nine nine eight high sale was one forty five. And nice. yeah, there were a few nine eight sales that didn't come up in the next. It, it only has a print run of seventy three hundred bucks. Invincible number four. Go back a slide. It says low print run seventy three fifty. Invisible four low print run seventy three fifty. Someone's making it up. Someone's making it up. I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless it's like, I don't think they had any kind of um, incentives or image at that time. I don't think so. Anyway. All right. Um. The nine nine eight sales area, you see where it's a uh, hundred. There was a one fifty, one sixty nine. It's starting. It's starting to move up again as the new series comes around. If you're looking to sell, now is probably the time to sell. I think I, I do believe it comes out in December, right? Then series two. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. 
I think it's late in December too. Uh, last, last but not least, yeah, last but not least, oh, there might be one after it. Spawn two thirty one, ten years old. This had the doing uh, an homage with Spider Man number one for his own book. Um, this kind of homage I'm all right with because the actual artist did the one doing the homage, not doing some kind of crappy homage with a TV on the guy's head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but We're as you can see, you have the color and the, the, and the black and white, and I'll break both of those down. Uh, raw sales range from uh, 75 to 95. So it's a, still a pretty selling book. Uh, high 98 sale of 235. Uh, which is uh, on the next slide, or there was, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple nine twos that sold, uh, 98 and 81, and then the 98 sales of uh, 192, the 235, the 285 before that one, 250, 259, and 249. And then the black and white one, uh, they didn't include a population report on this one. But the high nine eight sale was uh, six was that eighty nine, which you can see down at the bottom where the nine eight sales were six eighty nine, and then the previous one in twenty one sold for eight ten. So there was a that's kind of a loss on that if you're if you're reselling it if you bought it and tried to resell it thinking it was going to go up, but I think that'll still go up. You could think, but you do not. I, I do not know. I would I would think. And then, oh, that's it. Again, all my information that I get is from the webpage price charting. Uh, they do not sponsor me, but I will. That's the site. They muted them. They muted them. He's like, they don't sponsor me, but I will. And then they just cut them off. They're like, you're out <laughs> of your sticks. Not yet. They got eyes everywhere. Well, good job, Sticks. <laughs> Thanks for the info. That's awesome. Thank guys. All right, now we're going to – do you want to do comic book reviews before we do best and worst covers, or do you want to do best yeah, and worst covers? Yeah, let's, let's and then... do comic book reviews. All right. Yeah, let me share my screen. All right, well, while you're, sharing, while you're sharing your screen. So this week we're doing Where Monsters Lie. But this is the last one in the series. Like Marco stumbling his way through a reading assignment. But they, the days uh, of our lives. But I think they they left it open for another one. But this, just the way, if you guys haven't read this book, it's only four issues. Find it wherever you read comics and, and pick it up. It's totally worth reading. But the first page, man. So if you remember from the last issue, he was the only witness and the puzzler guy caught him. Oh, shit. <laughs> so now he's in there and he's in there with a, a thing on his head filling up with water and he's... Guillotine <laughs> on his balls. Guillotine <laughs> on his balls. Dick. Or there's a saw over his head. <laughs> he's got he's to gotta pick which one. And also, And also the electric chair he's in. Let's not forget that. 
but it always reminds me of uh the barker lounger that movie uh oh fuck what's saw. that no not saw the guilty of the oh, the boss that reminded me of that movie uh god Robin men in tights no evolution oh Remember where the thing was in his leg? And they're like, we got to cut your leg off. And he's like, don't cut my leg off. Don't cut my leg off. He's like, it's going towards his testicles. Cut the leg off. Cut the leg off. <laughs> but he's here. He's got to make a choice. And you know what? Lose a hand. Easy choice. He does it instantly. Instantly, the hand goes. And he's actually bummed because it hit. It got he made his choice so quick. But what did you think, Matt? I mean, if you want to talk about it, I mean this was a crazy last issue. Yeah, like just starting it with the dude's fucking Johnson in a guillotine was like that's nuts, but then they just <laughs> I mean, it is nuts. I yeah. used to think you're crazy, but now I can see you're nuts. <laughs> I thank you. But the cops just <laughs> like brawl with this dude in the jumpsuit was crazy and like the way he just like resets his arm after his bones like sticking out of it and then he just like easily dispatches the cop with one hand and send him shooting then all of a sudden out of the woods carrying a cop comes fucking Hartman with a paper bag over his face (laughs) what (laughs) you gotta get us a copyright strike Hartman stop doing that crap but yeah, he's. <laughs> so then the yeah the puzzler is out looking for dude, and then dude the guy away somehow gets a flamethrower. Remember he got it from the clown after the clown died. Yes, yes, but I'm just saying like he ran out of there. And next thing you know, he's got a flamethrower with his one hand still smoldering, <laughs> that's missing. Like he cauterized his wound, and then these Jesus. two dudes start fighting in the. Chainsaw dudes fucking chainsaw breaks and then they just start having a slobber knocker. And Limp Biscuit break stuff starts playing. <laughs> just one of those days. Yeah, well, you know a, what a wake up. Just gets a chainsaw through the chest. This book is so brutal, half. man. Like so brutal. Wanna pick a chainsaw? I like all the guts. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, and shoots, then the chainsaw She said do the head. And then this dude comes out of nowhere and just starts eating him. Yeah, right. That's his dad. That's that dude's dad. Yeah, my boy, my sweet boy. He sent him out. Sweet. The reason he started fighting that dude is because he sent him out to get human flesh. And that was, and the cop was the closest human. So he was trying to get more flesh. Like Jesus and just fucking puts him down. Then he just. Cool guys run away from explosions. And since he did all that unwarranted, you know, he's put on administrative leave. Comes home. Gets knocked out. And this is the biggest, second biggest twist. This is the biggest twist. There's another twist. But what happens is his wife is actually part of the crew. Like that old lady and the dude there, that's their that's their daughter. This is, and so she knows all about it. She's known the whole time. And the reason that he was left from being murdered, not being murdered was actually to, so that they could hook up. And she's pregnant. 
And now that she's pregnant, they're like, fuck, we can't kill you because you're actually part of the family now. Into the family. The family. You're part of the family now. And they're like, either make a choice. You come with us or you die. We don't really want to kill you, but you got to make the choice. And he's kind of like, you know, I blew this place up. Where do you go? And it says, oh, there's a site B. And that's where they took the kid was the site B. Oh, yeah, geez. this dude doesn't want to murder anybody. This is the Daisy, the flower dude. And he's like, I can't catch a break, can I? And he bandaged the kid up. Yeah. That's so, one big-ass dog, though. Jesus. Pretty cool ending. Kind of a twist where they can actually keep it going. And I hope they do. I hope, you know. They're going to have to bring in more Stephen King-like monsters, you know. But they I really hope that they- that dude turns into a killer. He makes the choice, and because that's what they were kind of saying to him, they're like, "You worked your whole life to be a killer, and you proved it by going through our compound and pretty much murdering everybody." So, <laughs> pretty cool. If you I don't know like, if you like I said, if you're not reading it, then you know this is this is the last book of the series. It's totally worth the read. Tyson read it. Shout out to Tyson Farina. It's freaking pretty cool. I agree. I think this would actually make a pretty cool movie. It's like Dead by Daylight. Make a better comic book series. series. Do what? Make a better HBO series. Yeah, make it like a six. Because then they could really go more in-depth into it than just the four issues it was. I it, That's my only gripe with it. Like The brutality is cool. The idea and the story is cool, but they kind of like rushed it all to wrap it up in four issues. Yeah, maybe six or eight would have made it better, but I don't know. Maybe that would have made it drag a little bit, but I guess they could have gotten depth with some. What would have been kind of cool actually is like a backstory of each killer. Like two issues of a backstory, you know what I mean? I just want to see more of the little like puppet killer. I want to see his whole backstory. I want to see what happened to him after he got punted. <laughs> right? Pretty cool. So, check it out. Check it out now. Alright. Ready for best and worst comics of the week, covers of the week for yes, next sir. week? For next week. Alright, let's do it. All right, kicking us off for the best and worst covers for next week. We have coming in Spider Gwen Shadow Spider, or, or yeah, Spider Gwen Shadow Clones number three, the 10 copy Momoko design cover. Is this her supposed to be Falcon or something? Is hers Vulture? Vulture. Vulture. Yeah. Vulture. Yeah. Why would you spend ratio $10 on this cover? Uh, yeah, her feet are weird too. Very pixie ish. <laughs> I can't concentrate with AC Slater staring at me with those welcoming eyes. Oh man, you ain't kidding. Yeah, this is this is a misfire. I I feel like Peach Momoko has a lot of those. I I, th- but this week. There was a, there was one cover that she did that I actually really likes. 
I did not redo you poo. I got one issue of it because it's got my name on the cover. That's a good point. I think you, mis- I think you misheard of me. He reads while he poos. I do. That's why you never want to buy. But Moko is always on this list because she puts out hot trash. I learned to poo by ear. <clears throat> but the one cover that I like this week that she did do, so I will give her uh, a little bit of props, is the Extreme Venomverse cover she did. You is like that, that on the cover? best covers list? I did. I did like it. I wanted to put it in the worst just because it was it was a toss up between this one and the Venom cover, and this this one was just terrible. Like I actually I actually like it's got the samurai, you know, weird samurai thing on, but like he's got the sword. Like I I dig this cover. I would actually pay the to, the ten dollars for this cover if it was appropriation. But. Mm. I think this is truly one of her better covers that she's done lately. I don't know if the the chat agrees with me or not, but I think I think if Venom had more of the samurai type of look, what like the hat, yeah, the helmet, yeah. So I think I, I think you're right. I think it's a good cover, but I think if you're gonna go samurai, you might as well go full samurai with them. Don't go you, go, you never go full samurai. Oh, once what? you go full samurai, you never go back. Never. That's not true. Tom Cruise went full samurai and he came back. Did he? He did. No. Are you no, sure about no, that? No. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Are you sure about sure that? About it? Yeah. All right. Know. Up next, we got Rogan Gambit number three, little Pacino Spider Verse cover. Is that a Gambit. spider rogue? It's spider rogue and spider gambit. Spider gambit. Okay. Although spider rogue almost looks more like the shocker. Yeah. I was yeah that's I was what she said. With a wig. With a rogue wig. Looks like they're wearing wigs. Spider shocker rogue. Where's Rogan? Joe Rogan. This is kind of weird. Her feet, her legs kind of look like corn cobs. Are you you 69ing? Know? What's going corn on? Cobs? They're yeah. 72ing. They're yeah. That looks more like 72ing. <laughs> does kind of look like a 72. It's called tit fucking. <clears throat> can I say that? No, you can't. You just did, that. so I guess it doesn't matter. Does it? I think that's a 78. Ah, tit fucker, eh? 78 could be two things. Let's. Where's that little leg on the seven going? Mm. Yeah, I think I think spider webbing her costume makes her look like corn on the cob. I think webbing sounds like a sex mm. term. Spider cob. <laughs> Rogue's webby vagina. <laughs> so we were webbing each other. <clears throat> <laughs> It looks like she's farting a card. <laughs> a steamer. She probably a steamer too. That's where he put a card. So I farted a card the other day. Is it really tip fucking if it's your mom? And it burned when it came out. What? Hey now. I'm going to go back to Luke Crapo. 
right. Next up, we have Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis number two, the actual first appearance. Do, do we need three crotch shots? Believe the hype of certain no. key collector apps. Yeah, do we really need three crotch shots on one cover? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think so, but now, now I'm not so sure. <laughs> now you're changing your mind. Is that what's going on? Right. Maybe. Maybe we didn't maximize crotch shots. Can't we not never see have it. too many crotch shots. <laughs> what if the balls were shaded a little bit on the outside? You got to see the outline. Did Redivision really just put out a video? Why in the middle of our show? I don't know. Did they? <laughs> I just got a notification. Did you start seeing outlines? It's probably for us. Crotches. It says Marvel Rocket and Groot variant comic covers number four, shorts co- comics Marvel. <laughs> oh, you bastards! You might start taking these covers. <laughs> you rat bastard, Pete. <laughs> That's a lot of ween on that cover. I'm about to add an outline to it. They're afraid of us, boys. They know we're gaining on their their Wednesday show in numbers, <laughs> yeah. so they're gonna. Just drop videos during ours to <laughs> take away. What, what a bunch of fucking dicks! Is Sticks is going to be on the cover of Lovers at nine thirty? You drink Fago and weird cheese. Oh, you're going to be on cover Lovers at nine thirty on Monday. Yes, on Monday. Cool. What's cover Lovers? It's on uh, the nearing Nirvana. It's the uh, um, team nerd herd. Oh, nice! Good for you. Shout out to the, yeah. shout out to them. All right, moving on. Our next cover here we got for the King and Country number two hill cover 007. That is a busted up James Bond face. Looks like an anime cover. And look at his look at his right foot. Looks like yeah. he's having a fucking. He's got stroke. a swollen jowl. His right like, foot is so far back. It's way far back. Still standing on the ledge of the window. It's it's a show about it's foreshadowing. But I just got it because I was very few of these James Bond covers that I've seen have been very good. But like it looks like he got his ass handed to him, and he's still healing from being all from his whole fucking face being busted. I think he looks like Sean Connery with a Pierce Brosnan hairdo. Those those are some hips on her. Look at her leg, though. Look at like, like her leg is like. How did she get it all the way up there like that? I don't know about that. She's on the gymnastic team. Oh well, in their defense, it is a crappy comic, I guess. So yeah. Ooh, trash. Double O trash. All right, that's why I picked that cover this week because it's just busted. She looks very bored to be jumping out of the window with a gun. <sighs> yeah, of a skyscraper. That's this yeah. again. Oh, I gotta jump out of it. She's like, I do this every window. weekend. Yeah, it's starting. Here we go old. again. Why, this is James? What I get for hanging out with James Montgomery Bond. Why do we have to go out another window? Can't you just take me to dinner before you fuck me? <laughs> uh, next, we got Batman: The White Knight presents. Well, the worst cover this week. Generation. Generation Joker, Sean Murphy cover. I went out. I went with another busted face cover. It's um, I just her her, her name? face. I don't even want to know because it's so bust up on this fucking cover. It's oh Jane Lynch. She looks like Jane Lynch. She does yes, look she does. like yes. 
Looks like, like Ellen Joker. It's just like, I don't know, like the way that she drew her eyes, like one eye is super close to her nose and the other is like way over. Like I know he went for the effect of trying to make her look like she's looking to the side, but like she moved her she's whole eye to the side, like the whole socket she's, and everything. She's doing the people's eyebrow. And it just, I, and like the face is her, it's like. FBI agent looking at her crotch, though. You're right, Bruce. For it is. Oh my God! This beached whale on me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up next, we have Wolverine 33, the Sandalful cover. So I told you I'm on a busted face cover week. Like this. this look! Look at this. Like, this looks like it came from the tick, is what it looks like. <laughs> I just didn't yeah. know, oh my god. <laughs> the tick. It's like the, like they're attacking him on the John. <laughs> like, yeah, like I can't, can you I'll wait till you I pinch this one? Sample. Let me get this Taco Bell out of here. Is that an homage to like a John Wick poster? Johnny Bravo. Isn't there a John Wick poster yeah. like that where he's standing in the middle and like all these are guns? Got guns, guns on his guns yeah. gun on. Yeah. Either John Wicker is one of those Berserker covers. He says, face looks like my ex. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I picked that. I'm just, I was just on a busted up face run this week. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. All right. All right now we're getting into the best covers of the week. We've got something epic number one from Image with the. Uh, Kardonsky Eminem show variant cover. I liked all the I liked almost all the covers for something. I did epic. too. They have a um here, I'll I'll bring it up. I thought that this this book is gonna have like I think you're gonna see a lot of hot covers on top ten lists next week. Uh because they have this one, they have a Terminator 2 Judgment Day cover. They got the Nintendo cover. Yeah, they have the really? Nintendo cover and then uh um homage to ASM fifteen. So there's a couple good or AF fifteen, yes. Yeah, sorry, there yeah, are a couple I, I of wanted, great covers. I wanted to put the the Terminator one on here, but since you put the M M&M and M one on, I was like, eh, they don't need two the same. But no, I like the Terminator I, one. I know it's freaking cool, man. That, I'll like, take it I, I like that they did that with these. I didn't know. I think this is just a regular cover because it didn't. It didn't. A movie didn't. You know, yeah, what I mean? that, hit me in the up. face like, like you know, like mm. these ones you knew right off the bat what they were. But I think, yeah, badass. So made me want to read it. I'll tell you that. I just haven't got to it yet. Well, it comes out next week, so that's right. That's why I can't read it. That's why I couldn't find it. Damn it! <laughs> I, I next forgot. Up. Hold on, let me. Oh. Let me move it back. Next up, we have Superman Lost number three, the Lee Weeks cardstock cover. I just really like that cover. Kind of show that even Superman can have a long ass day. Oh, yeah, Norman Rockwell. Type of. Yes, I like mm-hmm. that they've been doing a lot of those kind of covers lately. I'm not a big Superman fan, and I don't buy Superman books, but I'll probably pick this cover up. What if John Cena was on, or John Michael Sarah? <laughs> I'd definitely pick it up. I'd have like 16 copies of it then. <laughs> the cops are coming for Hartman. Yep. 
I'll turn on, I'll turn on. He's on live PD. Turn on off patrol. Turn on reels. Turn on reels. <laughs> Beastro was out to get him. <laughs> Up next, we have Rogan Gambit number three, the A cover. I just really like the the way Rogue looks in this cover and the contrast around her. Isn't that Electro sneaking that is in? Electro sneaking behind. Yep. Absorbing man. I know what he wants to sneak. That's behind a shocker. Him. I mean, who doesn't want to sneak behind? Because the on Reno 911. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool cover. I like step I, bump, I think bump, gr- step, I think, bump, bump, step, I think, bump, step, bump. I think the green makes it pop, though. It does. The, gr- the, the green and yellow. The yeah, I think that's what makes yellow. it like so, so good. Then we have Darth Star Wars Darth Vader 34. London, the London show cover. I love that man. He's fucking using the force. He's got the lightning behind him. It's with dude, the robot hand. It's fucking badass, dude. This is my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the boys will be uh diving into this issue tomorrow. But no, this, next week. They'll next. be diving into it next week. God, I can't I keep forgetting ahead. Do the following week covers. Because they forced us to listen. We're a week ahead because other shows on Wednesday nights want to want to talk about our covers before we came. So, bastards. So yeah, that's I love that. I think it's a great cover. Next up, we got Disney villains Jesus Scar Christ. number two, here? the Lee cover. I just They're love that they got the, the laughing hyenas in the back of it. Holy shit! I think that's what makes that cover about. Oh, Hartman. <laughs> He fell. He fell out of his chair. showed up. No, dude, I yeah. think he's getting doxxed. He's getting raided. Yeah. <laughs> he got swatted. Yeah, swatted. We... That's what I was looking for. He's getting swatted. On patrol, got him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I like about this cover. Is that, like, I think the, the, the last hyenas make it. They make this cover badass to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I went to <laughs> sleep, but yeah, this cover's good. Like, this is what I'm probably going to... Probably, so far out of all the ones I've seen, this is one of the ones I'm actually probably going to pick up next mm. week. I thought that was a sexy brown woman on the cover, but it was Scar and three hyenas. Yep. <laughs> and next, we're going to roll into big news in anime with everyone's Sexy stepdad, Sam. So, for those of you who do not know, May the 5th is Luffy, Monkey D. Luffy's birthday, and in honor of his birthday... Uh, the author, Ichiro Oda, released a statement on the One Piece live action regarding the release date. The, the main takeaway here is that the, the series is going to have eight episodes. It originally planned to have ten, but I think the budget was just getting out of control, so they, they slimmed it down to eight. And they've promised that we won't launch the show until Oda is satisfied. So, um, 
that's that's the main takeaway is that they don't have a set release date yet because Oda has not given the go ahead. The other thing I wanted to point out is that the drawing at the bottom, which I've blown up on the right side of the screen here, is of the cast as the characters from the series. You'll notice that they there's no curly eyebrow on Sanji. There's no long nose on Usopp. Nami has blue eyes. And Zoro has, I mean, he just looks like Zoro, honestly. But um, but those three characters, Sanji, Usopp, and Nami, have deviations from their classic appearance. And I think that this is probably a signal that some of those more cartoonish elements are going to be scaled back for the actual series. So still looking for the news of when that's going to drop. It'll probably be late in the fall. Uh, if I had to guess, nice. Would you say they're not they're not going to have like the the high tone colors and things like that? That's what they're going to try and go for. Um, I don't know about the colors. It's this color schemes, but in the anime, Nami has brown eyes. Um, Usopp has a long nose, and Sanji has a curly eyebrow. And I don't think any of those things are going to be part of the series. I think they're going for more of a feel for it rather than a true one-to-one detail. All right. Uh, For all of you Demon Slayer fans, the season three entertainment district arc, or sorry, not not the season three, but season two and a half. The second half of season two has been added to um, Netflix. Season three is on Crunchyroll. It's airing now. Um, and that is the Swordsmith Village arc. So there's lots of Demon Slayer for you to consume. The animation quality on this show is top notch. So if if you guys are itching for more Demon Slayer, check it out. I am. I love Demon Slayer. It's such a cool cartoon. And then since we talked about Tears of the Kingdom last week, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of follow-up. The release date is May 12th, so a week from yesterday. But Nintendo is going to be doing a special live stream the day before the launch on May 11th for anybody who just can't wait until May 12th to play it themselves. Uh, They're going to be doing um, kind of a, I I don't know how long it's going to be, probably at least 30 minutes of them just showing kind of the mechanics of the game and probably not any of the storyline. Uh, if you if you are interested in learning some of the details of the story, there were there was an art book that was leaked back in February um, that's circulating in certain circles of the internet uh, that does have a lot of story art details. That you can find out. Hmm. You know, certain Discord servers have it, but um, sure. it's not it's not everywhere. Like you can't go to YouTube anymore. They've scoured YouTube and, and canceled all of the the mentions of it but um there are some interesting details that came out with that art book nice and then finally moving into our wtf manga of the week we have onani master kurosawa which translates to kurosawa the master of masturbation sweet (laughs) i thought that was hartman master of his Uh, own domain the synopsis here is that 14-year-old Kakeru Kurosawa <laughs> is an antisocial junior high student who looks down on his classmates, 
but beneath his superiority complex is a hopeless young teenager who uses masturbation as a pastime. Doesn't most 14-year-olds do that? <laughs> One day during class, Kurosawa witnesses the popular girls bullying timid Aya Kitahara Although no, not one to be riled over such matters, he decides to deliver retribution with his own hands. He does. In a daring move, he steals the uniforms of the bullies and dispenses his white justice. White justice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Although satisfied with his exploits, Kurosawa's troubles are only just beginning. While going about his daily routine... He is suddenly confronted by Kitahara, who identifies him as the culprit behind the uniform incident and blackmails him into terrorizing other girls in the class the same way he dealt with her bullies. Left with little choice, Kurosawa agrees and thus become, begins a coming-of-age story that deals with ah, bullying and people's ability to change. Uh, all of the I, I haven't read this myself, but all of the reviews online say that the premise is is juvenile and weird but that it goes to um very deep places that yeah, change, <laughs> changes the outlook of people's um you know the way that they see the world so um this is one that starts with a premise that takes you to places that you probably didn't expect maybe some places that are um you know uh profound and emotional um, so be careful, be careful getting into this one. It might give you more than you bargained for. It, it's yeah. If you, if you pick up the manga, it does the same thing as the, the shake weight might deliver some white justice on you <laughs> and then give you a uh, Uber ride money home. Yeah. You, you really ought to laminate the pages before you get into it. <laughs> you sold me on deep places. <laughs> Cosmic once it's groundbreaking. <laughs> you know, I I have a lot of fun with this particular slide, finding the weird stuff to bring to you guys. I hope that you guys have as much fun as I do. Um, this one really kind of threw me for a loop, and it is one that I think I am going to check out because uh, the reviews for it were really interesting. Um, it didn't it didn't seem like it stayed in kind of uh, oh you know like. Uh, um porky's territory like it goes to it goes to other places so that's when sam's um, wife looks at his internet search history and she's like what the fuck is he yeah, dude? yeah for sure. me, well that's, that's the name of this segment so sam makes all his sites at work so anyway anyway that's it for big big news in anime all right we're gonna roll right in thank you sam to first appearances of the week here uh Star Wars 34. This book was all over the place this week. You had the first cameo appearance. So that, you mean there's only one appearance in this Dr. one? Dr. Kata, yes. As far as I'm aware, there's only one first appearance in this one. But it's not really first appearance because he's not. it's a cameo because they're not on the cover. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Edge of Spider-Verse number one. First appearance of Spider-Killer. Oh, shit. Apparently, we're going to, you know, do this again. <laughs> Spider-Verse wise. Spider Killer. Next up, we have uh Spider Cult of Carnage Misery. The first appearance of Liz Allen as Misery. And the first appearance of Corwin Jones later becomes Madness. Nice. More some more sy symbiotes. And then we have uh Spider-Man 2099, Dark Genesis, the first appearance of Carnage 2099. 
Now, there was rumors going out and out there that this book was also the first appearance of Blade 2099. It is not. That is next week. So next week, you get your Blade 2099. Yeah. Yeah, that preview splash page is bupkis. On the very final page, yeah. And now we're going to move into this week's episode of Real, Faux Real, or a Faux Mo. And this week I had to pick Spider-Man number eight with all the controversy that's going around surrounding this book and how it was just flying off store shelves. And the the debate of is this Spider-Boy's true first appearance or was issue seven and issue seven was a cameo? Was issue seven the first appearance? Is this a second? So I decided, you know, nobody knows what makes a first appearance anymore. You ask some people and they say first appearance is first on cover and in the guts. I don't know about that one, but um, I decided to ask AI in the spirit of Hartman and AI said that in American comic books and other stories with a long history, first appearances refer to the first issue to feature a fictional character. These issues are often highly valued by collectors due to their rarity and iconic status. AI says first. Which AI? So when it's referred to the first time it's referred to, Fictional characters. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I to me, if they're in more than one panel, it's it's a first appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, AI. All right. <laughs> Was that so ChatGPT? Um, you're looking at Silver May Fourth, anywhere between eleven. You have some around nine dollars between nine and. 20 bucks this book was going for this is the a cover what's shocking about this book is that the b cover the spider-man the the liefeld homage variant that we talked about last week is anyone going to even buy this cover well it turns out they did spider-man the the liefeld covered outselling the main cover with about an average sale of 20 bucks with those busted up fingers. one at one at one at 25 but you're averaging about 20 bucks for this Liefeld cover. I don't understand why. Um, and then you get the hype train here. So as of yesterday, as of the fifth, they're selling the, the main cover kind of came around and started selling for 17 to 19 bucks. Um, again, speculate responsibly as a, you know, spider boy, this, you could be looking at, in my opinion, you could be looking at another spider Gwen, situation with spider boy to me though the fact that this is in a bag or a mark you know a bagley slot side story that's not in the main am title i don't really know how far this character goes i I suspect responsibility if you can get the first spider boy if you can get spider-man 7 even if it's a cover not the the overpriced secret variant it's worth saving and holding on to because if Spider-Boy ever makes it in the, con- the main continuity, the main ASM title, or however Dan Slot connects all of this stuff, I think it really is going to drive the future of this character and kind of mm. throw in how, how you know, spec-worthy he's going to be later on. 
I don't really ever see this character making it to the big screen other than maybe a Spider-Verse movie. But right. right now, it's it's if you can get the main cover for seven, because seven to me is his first appearance because he's in he he does have a cover and in the guts and more than just one panel. But this is definitely eight is his second. That's I don't I don't feel like this is a, a this isn't a one eighty one eighty one situation. That's this is right fact that. Seven is his first appearance. Dan Slott even says eight is his second. So, yeah, yeah. or in cartoons, cosmic, but it's yeah. still worth grabbing to just save away to see what happens with this character. But don't go out there and listen to all these shows that are putting it on top ten lists and you know trying to to push the narrative on this character. It's he he has the potential to be a Miles Morales or a spider gwen depending on how they fit him in because it's a new it's an interesting situation how this character has been there all the time they say he's been here this whole time and done all this stuff but they don't remember him so it's gonna be just i think the way they put the pieces together is really going to affect the the speculability on this character moving down the line so i'm not buying this i'm not buying this series how does it run alongside of amazing spider-man is it separate it's separate yeah not even in the main timeline no because merit that the main timeline is focusing on some big event that's going to happen in issue i think 25 there is a secret event i'm going to let you know now i I don't know if it's foc but i think i know you can order it there is a secret variant for the main spider-man title for whatever they're doing with this mary jane stuff so Mm -hmm. whatever big event that's going to happen whether it's going to be the death of mary jane whatever it is there is a secret variant um i want to say it's for 24 or 25 why are you putting that in the chat why don't you just say it Arvin? <laughs> what oh i was muted <clears throat> that's not hartman no okay it is, <laughs> it is not hartman all right, all right. <laughs> but that brings us into our new right. segment <laughs> the simmering 10 i mean that's not hartman sports cards so the Simmering 10 is going to be um, our version here of the hot 10 lists that you see all over the place. Um, so it's going to be a little bit more refined. This is this is a, a infancy stage here. So our Simmering 10 this week, we're going to start off with Spider-Man number, you know, Spider-Man 8 at number 10 because you can't really ignore this book and just the sheer ridiculousness that's going on and the fact that it even caused a debate again about first and second appearances what constitutes a first appearance versus the second um but it also is just a badass cover man you can see his bones at number nine we have star wars 34 because you know again (laughs) fomo man fomo 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 (laughs) i don't think secret means what Matt (laughs) thinks it means (laughs) no it does there is there's a secret variant they have not released the cover of it yet it's the same shit that happened with the spider boy stuff but Star Wars number secret. nine. I think it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about it. Specking on these characters that are never going to come. Like, I don't know. I think the Star Wars boys agree that specking on these, if they're not legacy characters, it's not even worth specking on them because nothing's going to be done with them. Let me throw away um, characters. Web of Spider-Man 118. The first solo clone series, Ben Riley. 
Uh, this book is on number eight because this book is actually flying off eBay right now and selling and had a huge jump because of the announcement that came from the director and uh, writers behind Across the Spider-Verse of who is voicing this character. And they're saying that they have a big-time voice actor. Sam. They're super excited about it. Everyone's going to be blown away by it. That they're keeping this character so secret that it's being kept secret from the rest of the cast. Because when they do these voices, they do them in individual different places. So none of them are, are acting together when they voice these characters. So the voice of Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, is being kept so under wraps that nobody else in the cast even knows who it is. It's Doogie Hauser. So that has caused this bike, this book to catch a lot of hype this week. At number seven, we have Fantastic Four, number 67, the first appearance of Adam Warlock. If you guys watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 that dropped on Friday, uh, you know that Adam Warlock plays very heavily into that movie, even though I personally think that he's a wasted character in that movie. Um, We do finally have Adam Warlock on the big screen in Guardians. That tease at the end of Guardians 2 finally pays off. Um, which has caused the uh, Fantastic Four number 67, his first appearance, to catch a little bit of a bump. It's still a pretty affordable book in Raw. Um, you're looking at, you know, 12,000 or 1,200 plus 12, for your grades. Yeah, 12,000. 1,200 plus for your CGC grades, depending on what you're looking for. But Raw, it's still a, a relatively affordable book. Number six, we have The Thing 75. Just had the first Miss Marvel. There's actually rumors going around that she might make an appearance ventra might make an appearance at the end credits of the marvels so do that with what you may i think that's uh a little far-fetched i just i I mean i did buy that book this week and i'm not pumping it or dumping it but you know i'm just saying that she is a she is miss marvel she was one of the miss marvels so it's not far-fetched to think that that rumor could be have a little substance to it, but it has cost this book to jump a slight bit. It's like a still a $12 book. You can buy pretty relatively easily. Number five, fantastic 448, the coming of Galactus first appearance of Galactus and silver surfer. This makes the list as the rumors of Galactus silver surfer being in fantastic four. Um, the movie. So, but again, doesn't count as a first appearance because he's not on the cover, just Damn in the it. guts. So I agree. Just, the the price the price on this book should just fall because it's not a first appearance. First appearance of uh, the Watcher's slippers, though. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I bought the she things already. Now is there more to buy? <laughs> we'll go over that. Uh, then we have at number four we have Captain Marvel sixteen. Because uh, if you watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, there is a character that they are referring to as Favel in that character, and this is her first debut in Captain Marvel sixteen. Nice. That's caused this book to take a little bit of a. A jump. I'm. I'm. I feel like it's a stretch because they don't even really name the character. It's just very a lot of similarities to this character, so that people are like, "Oh, that's that's who that is. That's who it is." But we'll see. Number three, we have the Rocketeer planes, dames, and uh, rockets. 
This was a Kickstarter book. I saw it was on number one and a couple other hot lists. So I started looking into it and I could actually only find two sales on eBay. One was like $75 and the other one was like $125. Um, it's a, I, I don't know if you can really call this like a, a hot book. If it's a, a Kickstarter, it's, a, it, it's part of a Kickstarter thing. So I don't know. Do yeah, that as you will. Nice Adam Hughes demand, cover, right? though. Yeah, it is a nice Adam Hughes cover for sure. But like Kickstarters, you isn't that the whole thing about Kickstarters? You limit your stuff anyway. So it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like if it doesn't come out through your your LCS, can you really throw it on a hot 10 list? But <laughs> that rocket is 200 pounds easy. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm surprised it's not falling back. <laughs> Number two is The Incredible Hulk 271, first Rocket Raccoon, as well as all of his animal talking friends, which are all very well represented represented in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So that's caused this book to take a little bit of a, a jump this week as people are trying to get Rocket and his little buddies. And then number one, we have, of course, The Amazing Spider-Man 41. Shit. Yeah. First appearance of Rhino that connects to the the Craven the Hunter news that came out last week that Rhino is going to make his appearance. Uh, apparently, my boy Kyle loves this cover. I do, and, and I hear he's he might have a copy of it. Don't know. I think I think when I sold all my Spider Man books, I think I actually got rid of this one, uh, which I shouldn't have. It is a good cover, even though Rhino kind of looks like a thumb. His head looks like a thumb. There's the nail, but it is a beautiful highly sought after still pretty affordable it's getting up there though um you're you're decent graded so are going to be 1500 and up um your raws are getting around to be around three four hundred bucks depending on quality but it's definitely um a book to pick up if you, you look can at stick showing it. off look at stick showing off man love it mine mine the fair condition one but it's pretty nice Hey, you got it in your collection, so that's what it there matters. You go. Yeah. Okay, and of course. Oh, hold on. Before you do top five, I just remember buy your things, your she things. Spec heavy on she thing on this show, right? So you want to make sure you're getting thing uh, thirty five. Make sure you get thing twenty seven. Make sure you get three thing three seventy nine, and get thing three ten. There's all your she things right there. Spec heavy on sheathing because sheathing is coming. You should right, post Kyle. a PDF of that for who missed it. Sheathing is coming, Kyle. Yeah. I, I concede my time to Mr. Kyle. Yeah, watch out for sheathings when you're in a bar. Okay, so you guys were nice enough last week to give us a few super chats. That was a good joke, Sticks. I would. Thank so you. So because we got a couple super chats last week. I didn't know if anyone I, heard me. I, I got a call from Marco and and Pete, and we had a little sit down and talk. Oh, there we go. And it, I didn't get in trouble this time now. And they said this is what they wanted to do. Since we got a few super chats, they wanted to use that money once we get to a certain amount to buy me new curtains. <laughs> at a pizza party like sixth grade that was so, a great pizza party so we're all going to Chuck E. Cheese so what they've told me is I need to pick out some curtains show them off 
It's and like we're getting married. Shower. So what we need to do is once we get the super chats up, we can do it to that amount. We'll get me new curtains. So not in any particular order, except for number one, here are the ones that Pete, Marco and I agreed that one of these is what we would like to see. So st starting with our first one, we have Spider-Man curtains. Ooh, I like those. What, what background would not be complete than having Spider-Man curtains? Those are fire. They Everyone are fire. Says, Ed says, AOA laughs. Ed says, finally. Tyson says, no new curtains. Brian says, you better not get rid of your curtains. They're classic. Anyway, says Kyle is comic rich. He don't need help. <laughs> so, all right. So I've got number five. Number four, I've got the Avengers. Avenger curtains. Those would be great behind me. So these would be cool. Those aren't on the, I would have made these actually like mm. number six, but you know, these yeah. were part of the agreed upon ones. So, and then at number three, more Avengers, more Avengers, classic Avengers, classic at number two. We have Batman. Batman. Oh, let's need those. Batman. Batman. And then I'm at number Batman. one, we have flash curtains. Oh, the flash covers are the flash Ooh, curtains are tight. That's cool. Yeah. So, I think I think you need curtains that have. Uh, what's this? Yeah. Okay. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Oh, Bruce Campbell. I looked. I didn't see him. I did like. I did find some really cool dinosaur ones that I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I found some Sesame Street ones. Oh, we got a super chat already hidden. Oh. Brucifer. Where that was for Sam and Kyle's engagement party. <laughs> Everybody's step favorite stepdad. We're gonna be registered. I did not Target. see sheathing curtains. Hartman would have been all over those. Pet number one is the only one that works with your walls. Yes, I agree. Marco hates Batman. Get them. <laughs> so look, shout out to Bruce for one step closer to new curtains. I do like the flash ones. That's why I did put it at number one. So, all right. So should, should you guys get into some Guardians of the Galaxy talk? And what we'll do is once we get up to it, I will put a poll up and we'll, we'll let everybody vote. So make sure to vote for the Flash. Yeah. So, all right. So I think only Matt and I went and saw Guardians. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I'll start with the things that I, I didn't like as much about it. Um, I, f I feel like the Guardians have earned more intelligent <laughs> treatment than, than just being – they're all stupid, right? They always get kind of pegged as being a bunch of dummies. Um, and it seems like they have to keep re-fighting that battle in each volume. So rehashing that territory was a little old for me. That said, I really did enjoy a lot of the development that happened in Volume 3 for Drax, for Nebula, um, for Mantis, 
um, and specifically rocket. It was very heavy on rocket. Like the whole thing was was a rocket story, um, primarily. Um, I thought that the music that they chose a lot of times was really distracting um, and didn't really fit with the scenes. Um, like they were going into battle and they'd be playing something that was not necessarily battle music or battle related. It'd be more like uh, an eighties or, or seventies love ballad or something like that. And it just didn't, it, a lot of times it just didn't seem like it really fit the moment. Um, and anytime, I don't know about you, Matt, but anytime I hear Drax like doing that really forced laugh, ah, ha, 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 like I, it's not funny to me. It, it signals to me something that they want. It's like a laugh track while they want it to be funny, but it's too forced. And so I, I don't enjoy it. Um, but otherwise, I really enjoyed the movie. I, Adam Warlock, like, I feel like they had to really dumb him down because his comic version is so overpowered. Um, and so they they made him really high powered, but they made him dumb, right? So I, I that's the one thing. It just seems like everybody in this show is really dumb. Uh, and I think this that show, they, you're right. No, no, not our show. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy seems like everybody in Guardians is really stupid, and that's the part that. That I think is a little unfair to the characters. I think they've earned more than just being treated as stupid. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I am the opposite. I, I It was good, but I found a lot of it to be very boring. And when I'm sitting there watching it, I was like, I've seen this before. Where have I seen this before? Where have I seen this plot before? Oh, that's right. It's almost the same exact plot as the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. High evolutionary, all of that. So I'm like, I've I've seen this. The rocket stuff was the most interesting stuff for me, but but otherwise, like the the stuff with Peter still swoon over Gamora, Gamora now being with the Ravengers and not caring about her, him, and like that. I feel like that they're trying to recapture what Guardians One gave us, and it just it feels like that dynamic just isn't there. You felt more of a dynamic between. Um, Star Lord and Nebula than you do Star Lord and Gamora, and I feel really bad for everybody who specked heavily on the that uh, Gamora and Nebula books because that's not the story you got. Right. And it's it just I felt like a lot like I I can see where you were going where a lot of the characters were just dumbed down like it felt like Drax and Mantis were very dumbed down. I don't feel like they, I, I feel like Groot got a little bit more time to shine in this movie too, instead of just being in the background. But I like the the different cast of characters. I thought the music was awesome. I thought the soundtrack on this movie was fucking awesome. Like I thought I thought the song the the songs hit hard. They were well placed. Like that was one of the things I walked out of the theater finding really enjoying about this movie was the soundtrack to the point where I oh went my on. God. I'm never gonna financially recover from this. I um, <laughs> I walked out of the movie actually looking on Apple Music for the soundtrack, but they don't give you all the songs. It's just the like instrumentals behind everything. But, I hate when they do that. Yeah, because there's a few times I've done that. Oh, the uh, score! You know, they only have the score on there. Yeah, I, I felt like Adam Warlock was wasted. Like you, I felt like Adam Warlock would have probably been better if this movie was before Endgame 
Like, I feel like we say that a lot now. Like, this would have fit better before Endgame. Um, if you actually gave him his correct origin and he had the Infinity Stone on his head and he had a reason for being there. I just felt like he was kind of like watered down, an idiot and kind of misused. But that was just me. Uh, otherwise, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I it just I just like I said, found myself feeling like it was very familiar. We've been here before. I just need a little bit more substance out of this movie. And like they they cut the trailer to make you think that like this is dire. This is a dire situation. Everyone's like, oh well, somebody's gonna die, right? Rocket's gonna die. Dave Batista says he's never playing um, Drax again. So obviously, maybe Drax dies. And it it just I'm not going to ruin it for you, the outcome of the movie, but it just feels like they set that up with no payoff. But So these are the songs that were in it. Which which ones were you looking for afterwards? Those are the songs I was looking for. Like, I was just looking for the soundtrack to listen to it on the way home, and they yeah. didn't have it. They just had, like, Guardians going to battle and, like, just the score, like, the instrumental I, score. Yeah, but. I hate I hate when they do that. I, I like that they got Faith No More, We Care A Lot. We care a lot. Yeah. That's cool. Try try searching instead of doing soundtrack, do mix. Guardians Volume Three mix. Sometimes people put a mix up on there of those songs. Well, um, I I feel like I agree with you on a lot of points. I just I feel like I weigh them differently. Like for you, the things that were bad were really bad, and for me, they were only kind of bad. And. But otherwise, I, I I thought it was really good. I, I think James Gunn is is very good at kind of bringing these these weirdos together. You know, he wants everybody to be really weird. Um, the rocket the rocket flashback stuff was really really touching. In my yes, opinion. it was. It was. Uh, um, it was definitely the strongest part. What of the were movie. the flashbacks? Is it like spoiler? Or? It was just like yeah. how he came to be created. How he went from a, a raccoon to rocket, basically. Um, but there was a lot of really emotional moments. Most What's of the up, most of the emotional beats came from that particular storyline. Um, I agree with you on the Star Lord Gamora part. I feel like it was this kind of it just it didn't didn't hit on all cylinders. But but again, like. It didn't detract so much from the experience that I didn't like the movie. It's just, you know, it's just kind of a thing. And then Adam Warlock, kind of the same, kind of the same temperature for me. Like he, he doesn't need to be dumb. He doesn't need to be that dumb uh, in order but, to, to be an effective piece of this movie. For for you too, would you say this movie helped or hindered, or are you at the same level about James Gunn for DC? Ed, uh, I think I'm about the same for me. Personally. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like this is in line with with other things that he's produced. I don't think it was it was like his magnum opus, and it certainly didn't. It wasn't like a, a dumpster fire. Um, okay, I would say it's it's probably middle of the road of his. Of so his he, he kind of stayed on track of what he's been doing then. Yeah, I I, I don't think it was a misfire by any means, and. Good enough. I would say it's a little bit more Guardians 2 vibes versus the success of Guardians 1. It wasn't like, I don't know. I was expecting more out of it. Like, I expected, like, 
like I said, when you first see that first trailer, like, I was expecting more heart wrenching moments, and and they're there mm-hmm. with Rocket, but like it, it really did nothing to. I, I feel like Marvel's in this formula now where they're they went from using their after credits and using that stuff to to move forward the MCU, and they're not doing that anymore because like the after there's the after credit scenes in this movie really are kind of throwaway. Would you agree? Sam? I don't like James Gunn's last movie. Well, it, it is, but it's just not like they didn't use it to move pieces forward. Like there was no, oh, exciting what's coming up. Right, thing. exactly. They didn't, they didn't introduce anybody new. They didn't, they didn't introduce really any new storylines either. Um, they said fuck. It just was kind of like, it was kind of like a, a touching send off to these characters who... Hey, they're still kicking around. Don't get worried. Don't be worried. They're still kicking around. But um, it was, I would say, I would say it was pretty good. I, I didn't hate it by any means. And and I really enjoyed a lot of it. It's just that you know, there were a couple of choices that I was like, mm, that just doesn't seem fair. I feel like we've come a long way. You know, I, I for example, I don't think, books. I don't think the Star Lord ruining the Thanos attack in infinity war was fair like like the part where he goes i'm not from earth i'm from missouri like that makes him sound really stupid and he's not that stupid so you get nothing you lose good day sir so uh, i was gonna say so did did the gold lady die i can't hear you when you whisper bro why are you whispering because i think he's trying not to spoil it hear me Oh, okay. Um, the the sovereign, the leader of the sovereign, is back. They the, really they like the high priestess. They call her the high the, priestess. Is the that right? gold people? They yeah, really the uh, made them like not as cool as you thought they were. Well, a lot of them died in Guardians Volume Two. Yeah, I don't know how many of them there were, but a lot of them died in Guardians Two, and there's Who only two of them. Three? There's only two of them in this one. Um, and really soccer mom did in. So they don't they don't really get a lot of limelight as the sovereign. It's just a, a way to introduce Adam Warlock, really. They were so like high to... queen stuff in the last one, and then they turned into this like cool mom scenario. Right. So, I'm still looking forward to seeing it, so. I, is it I, worth going I to movies should, and see it, or is it something that you should wait for? I think you. I mean, I definitely think you want to see it in the movies, just because. I mean, it, the the visuals and and the soundtrack and you know just the how you have the Atmos. If you go to the theater that has the Adobe Atmos, like the the sound design is really really good on it, and I definitely think it'd be worth seeing in theaters just because of how the scale of it. But to me, it was like playing the video game. I felt like the story was just rehashed from that. But I didn't hate it. Like I would, I'm definitely gonna go. I'm gonna go see it again. Like it's just, I, I was expecting. I think a little bit more out of it than what we got. I was thought it was good for the video gamer. What's that? I thought it was good. I. It wasn't beat for beat, but like the underlying story with like the High Evolutionary and Adam Warlock and how they kind of fit into it. It was very very similar. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I I agree. I think you should go see it in theaters. Um, you know, Matt, Matt, you seem like you, you kind of had a more negative view than I did. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought 
that the stakes would have been a little bit higher. But yeah, I think that's what got me too. Is like for the final movie and the way the trailers cut, making you feel like this is going to be this this whole thing is going to be a grim outcome for one of the guardians. And it it was it was not let you down. Like there was, there was definitely a lot of dark parts to it, but I feel mm-hmm. like they used those with Rocket, and they everyone else had to kind of balance out the darkness with, with what was going on with Rocket. And the Rocket storyline was just, it was really emotional, I would say, and really kind of, um, in in like a pedo, like that was the part that made me cry was the Rocket kind of finale. Um, I didn't cry, but it was like brought tears to my eye but uh that's crying everything else like everything <laughs> else <laughs> Sticks is like, like fuck you baby that's crying <laughs> hey touche touche um i'm not crying you're crying you're crying but uh no i thought i thought it was good i thought it was good uh, i yeah no you're right yeah aoa you're right Th- thousands of children but the children and the animals i i never oh, once stupid. thought that they weren't going to make it is what I'm saying. It was Rocket's movie. That's I didn't think that they weren't like when you're talking about kids, like a quiet place puts everybody's head on the chopping block, right? In the first few minutes of that movie, because right. they kill a kid, right? And then if if that if that little kid can get killed, was he anybody, annoying? Anybody can get killed. Uh, was the kid annoying? Yeah, is that why they killed him? Uh, well, he was loud, and in a quiet place, you have to be quiet; otherwise, you're dead. And so, it's not called a quiet place. If it, they got it. Quiet. Um, and that was, you know, that's that's what I mean by stakes. When you feel like someone like could steak. could die, that stakes. But if if you don't feel like anybody's at risk, then there's that's what I'm talking about. Is I didn't feel like it was high stakes because I everybody who was on screen is I was never at one. At any time, like uh, a good guy is gonna die. I never felt that way. Um, so if nothing dies. No. Stakes. Well, no, no, I mean, there was there was a moment where I was like, "Oh wow, I didn't see that coming," and then they pulled back from your from anime what, book. Did like it looked it looked like one character was going to die, but then they ended up pulling back. Yes, so. yes, Cosmic Rocket was the star of the show, but I feel like too like. I think what really did it for me is like, this is our third adventure with these characters and they really didn't do anything to make them grow or change. Like I feel like the jokes are very repetitive. Like there's a, a, sh- a scene where the high evolutionary ship is taking off from this earth like planet and they're trying to nebula is trying to get a hold of Drax in Mantis. And I'm like, Oh, they're going to show up right behind her. And it, it just felt like all this kind of stuff was very predictable. Like the jokes were very predictable. And then they set up, instances where they tried to give the guardians a, a, a better outcome like i kind of feel like drax being the only one that could talk to those kids and knowing those kids language and kind of how they did with him that set him up for his redeeming ending and then you get the stuff for star i'm, I'm not going to spoil it for people but then you kind of get the stuff for star lord at the very end that set him up with his redeeming ending and and you know everyone kind of got their their just redemption at the end you know where Nebula decides that she's gonna man Mantis does her thing and Nebula's gonna stay and run nowhere and it's just like 
all these characters got their their redeeming ending, but I felt like it was all very predictable. All right, I want you to highlight no Zaggy's comment here. Um, like the genocide. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, though, Zaggy. Yes, there's there's genocide, but genocide doesn't equal stakes because stakes is about building tension. And if you know what's going to happen, or there's not any tension built before it actually does happen, then there's no stakes, right? The people, the genocide happens, and there's no, there's almost zero effort to stop it. Um, and then, you know, with the with the animals and the kids, I never thought that they wouldn't make it. So there's not there's not that tension, right? So that's that's what I'm talking about with stakes, that you. Have I agree with you, AOA. You have to have the tension. I need steak sauce. I like steak. Anyway. Yeah. All right, awesome. So we're seeing. I, I would give it a three and a half out of five. I'd agree with you. Yeah, I'm still going. So. No, I would not, I by no way, means tell you not to go see it. Like, it, it's not like it's far beyond anything Marvel's put out lately. Like, it's better than Doctor Strange. It's better than Thor: Love and Thunder. It it's better than um, what are I, I can't think of what other Marvel movies. Yeah, better than Black Widow. Wakanda. Wakanda, I enjoyed it more than Wakanda forever as well. You better than She Thing or She Hulk. She Hulk. AOA is a 4.5 out of 5 monsters. Awesome. AOA sounds like me after walking out of Captain Marvel. <laughs> right? <It was nice. laughs> I mean, it was a solid movie, but it wasn't that solid. The, the soundtrack is in, like. I can't believe Sam had that opinion. Like I thought for sure we'd agree on that, but I thought the soundtrack was phenomenal. I mean, there there were parts of it that I like. I like Creep. I like the one Since You've Been Gone. I thought that was a mm-hmm. good song. The Flaming Lips. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think Sam were, was saying that the soundtrack was horrible. Yeah, the soundtrack was, no, he, he like said it just didn't, yeah, didn't, didn't like feel like it fit. Yeah. There, there, there was a moment where they're flying into battle and they're playing a song, and I was like, mm, that's kind of a weird choice, I would say, for that particular moment. And that happened probably three times in the movie where I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird choice. What song do they play when they're flying into battle? I forget. But Since you've been gone. Was, I like big butts. It was. It, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like, it was just kind of like a, like a love song almost, I oh, think. baby, baby. <laughs> well, great. That's awesome. Let's move on to movie wars. All right. This is such a bummer to me because uh that oh fuck I didn't change the things. Womp, womp, what? what didn't you change? This is from last week, right? Yeah. Oh. At Endgame. But they as of I took this right before the show, it stuck at 50-50 Dark Knight and Endgame. Well, one of them ha- it's an odd number, so one of them has to have the lead. Maybe even by one vote, vote, but one of them has the lead. Can you? It get says down? 50-50. Yeah, but there's 105 votes. <laughs> it looks like Endgame has has more than Dark Knight. It doesn't tell you like who voted for which one, but it said 50-50. It, it just looks like end game, the Endgame gray gray bar is maybe I, one or two. I can see it. Endgame probably got like 50. I don't know. No, I think Endgame. A, I think Endgame won. Looks like a straight line. 
All right, we'll great, give it to right? Endgame. I mean, Endgame is the winner, which concludes superhero movies, which we're moving into, like I said last week, we're moving into Harrison Ford movies. So to kick this off, I'm doing oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Pelegro Imintiate. They're in present danger. Yeah, they picked that one. <laughs> Peligro, <laughs> inminente. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's Raiders, right? All the way, hands down. Clear, but I'm doing clear and present danger. Wow. <laughs> I would push Raiders. I do like Peligro, uh, inminente. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> Peligro, inminente. In, That's a Jack Ryan, a... Jack Ryan movie. Yeah. I mean, I would go with Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. Just because it's Raiders of the Lost Ark is epic. It's a, it's iconic. Yes. Yeah. Clear and Present but, Danger is a great movie, but Raiders of the Lost Ark is like two orders of magnitude above it, in my opinion. I would be surprised if it got I less think, than 90% of the vote here. Right. I th- Yeah, Raiders definitely gets like the push. Johnny Taco. But that's yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's this week. You guys can go vote. I'm gonna make Pete use that uh that one still. (laughs) All right. All right. Remember to go over to the uh Renovision community tab and vote in movie wars. Um for either Raiders of the Lost Ark or all right cartoon wars time this week we had last week we had pinky the brain versus eek the cat and there was an ass (laughs) this was an ass whooping so bad that someone should call the police as pinky and the brain destroyed (laughs) the cat 91 percent to nine out of 70 votes (laughs) criminal that that beating should be criminal so this is going to be Pinky the Brain versus the real Ghostbusters. I think Pinky the Brain's going to kill. This is going to be another shellacking. Yeah. Wow. The real Ghostbusters was good, but it's Pinky the Brain's going to be hard. Yeah, there's only like a couple episodes of Real Ghostbusters I'll rewatch the the Halloween Sam Hain one. I love that one. Oh. <laughs> but Lego is Pelican Brain. <laughs> So there you go. Remember, again, while you're checking out all the other great content on the Red Division channel, make sure to hit that community tab and vote on Cartoon Wars and Movie Wars. And now we're Los Ghostbusters Reales. So hot my hot chick of the week of this week. week is Meg Riley. I'm sure you guys have all seen her TikToks and her Instagram reels. Nope. I don't think I have. No, this no. is a... This is a uh... This is an unknown for me, but she's drinking a Miller Lite. Got you pinned. But she's cute. Oh, she's cute. She's got nice abs. So I figured they show up at everybody's feed, but I love watching the. She's kooky. She's she's goofy. Like she just likes to have fun. It's. And yet she's even sponsored by Miller Lite. She's targeted at you, Kyle. So I I just love her. I love watching. I I think she, she does a lot of things where she finds like uh, what's the her talents, comedic lines, and she'll 
you know, she does little things back and forth where she, you know, she does the she does comedy. Unicycle. She takes other people's comedy and then does like little. Oh, so she's like Carlos Mencia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plagiarist. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> but I, I just like I just think she's cute as hell. Fucking anyway, harlot of the week. <laughs> Tastes, like says, it, it, no I'm titties after some cartoon <laughs> wars. A great transition. Hey, you know what? Nothing's ever changed, man. (laughs) Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, she looks like she asks if you don't have two helicopters and don't talk to me, pass. Nah, she's... I don't think she's like that. You have your wallet? Never mind. I think she's a down-to-earth country girl. Hmm. Which... it's I like watching... I, I follow her on Instagram. I like watching her... I bet you do. ...stuff that she puts out. It's... Let's go check she it out. by the village. Maybe she does put out. I don't know. So, that's who's this week. Excommunicado. And it looks like our what the fuck story this week. If we have a 10-year-old child, we're found working at a Louisville McDonald's until 2 a.m. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, you got to find ways to cut corners and keep that profit up. Especially with inflation and, and, and the thing, rising thing cost guys. of... What's up with the uh, McDonald's? The rising cost of uh, paying people, you, you got to do something. Says, they want to stay up all night and play video games. The revelation was part of an investigation into child labor laws violations in South in the Southeast. The agency also found three franchises that owe more than sixty own more than sixty McDonald's locations in Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio. Employed over three hundred five children to work more than the legal permitted hours and perform tasks prohibited by law for young workers, the Labor Department said in a statement. Investigators from the department's wage and hour division found two 10-year-old workers (laughs) working at the restaurant among many violations of federal labor laws committed by three Kentucky McDonald's franchise operators. Uh, The release said investigators also determined two 10-year-old children were employed but not paid and sometimes worked (laughs) as late as 2 a.m. It's an internship. Damn, so they were not employed. Yeah, it's an, it's inter- an internship. It's an intern- they, they were, were employed. In- they just weren't paid. How would you like, like it's to a late night gig? Kids? That's like being That's terrible. How you know who's driving? Who's going through that? Who's working that drive-through at two a.m. when you're trying to get your McNuggie on? <laughs> but sir, we haven't been paid. You're gonna work, and you're gonna Tur- like it. Fucking- Frosty We're machine. paying you. Clean that ice cream machine. 20 till. There's no reason you can't make ice cream. <laughs> yeah, they're paid in shitty Happy Meal toys. I just I just found that funny. That <laughs> No pies? Bullshit. Not only are they 10, but they're working at 2 a.m. and not getting paid to it. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's why Sam has so many kids. <laughs> Put them to work. Oh, I'm man, I paid. wish. My kids are lazy. <laughs> My kids are freaking lazy, man. No, so, they don't mow the lawn. They don't even mow the lawn. How am I going to get them work? Cut the grass. They could stream video games. Now, does that have the labor laws too? Yeah, it does. You stream it video does. games and. Yes, it does. I know that's were. like that's truck drivers. Bring your lids to work. Bring your kid. That, that's what it, that's really what it ended up being. I know it is. Bring your kids to work, but 
that's I know Buffy. That's what it ended up being. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, th that's what they ended up concluding was it was like the manager's kids and, <laughs> and she don't build hey, character. Yeah, still making them work till two a.m. Flip that the burger. Days, the kids. people brought their kids to work and made them work. <laughs> their fault. She was there until two a.m. Get those big chickens in the deep fryer. If it was on a farm, it'd be no big deal. But because it's at a McDonald's, it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you can say it's a family-owned business, I guess. Can I help you? Get some dodgeball up in this joint. Check out Sam's balls. All right. So we are in the throes in the throes of getting ready for Italy. And this week and all the month of May, we're playing on a big court. And my boy Mitch, my boy Mitch, he's the oldest guy in our league, and he was looking pretty hot on Tuesday night. Sexy. Hitting hitting people and catching balls left oh, yeah. and right. Like that's what this is about. So he picks up this ball, throws it, gets the guy out, and at the same time catches the ball that's pretty from the player off screen. <laughs> Freaking incredible. Same so as long as Mitch is there, I am confident that we'll at least win one game. Sam just puts these up to fake people out. Those those aren't really the balls that they're catching. <laughs> What? what so, are you talking about? <laughs> the Italy, do they yeah. use a different ball than you guys use? Um, these these particular balls are slightly lighter than the balls that we'll be using in Italy. So the ones in transition are going to be slightly, probably um, 10 grams Lopsided. heavier. I don't know how that translates to ounces, but you got to buy them like, big rubber balls and, and they'll be a little bit heavier. They're not going to be the playground balls like the kick balls. They're going to be these foam, seven inch foam balls. Ooh, I hate slightly the slightly heavier. I think that's and, like six ounces. Yeah, they're not very heavy, but they're they're about that same size. These ones are just slightly lighter. The spongy ones. Yeah. See, it's not the same because you don't get that big, that nice, that just satisfying twang sound as you drill somebody in the face. No, we have used those before, and they do. Like we're in such a small court normally that it's. It's actually pretty <laughs> dangerous to use them. That's light turn. But Bing, that's it. That's it for dodgeballs. Make sure you check out our Teespring uh, <laughs> store and. Um, yeah, buy some stuff. We got some new merch, new design, new uh, Cerberus designs, Triple D, Triple Dog uh, designs, and I think they're really cool. So check them out. Awesome, okay. good show, everybody. Thank you for everybody that came to hang out with us in the chat. Hey, thank you for all your guys' hard work. I we really appreciate it. We're one step closer to Kyle's new curtains. Nubia, you know, whether he wants to or not, place those curtains. She actually bought some one time, and I told her no. Mm. I, I did say they're iconic, but once I sat down with Pete and Marco, and they, you know, they told me I had to. They told you your background isn't good enough for this show, huh? Yeah, you have the worst background on YouTube comic shows. <laughs> Well, I think that's that before. At all. So, but thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Make sure to catch a, the Star Wars show tomorrow. 
make sure to catch all the make sure now you can go watch that short that Pete put out in the middle of our goddamn show. <laughs> I didn't get that message, but okay. Thanks a lot, Pete. <laughs> That's the wrong one. Pete, uh, is it? Either you've got me confused with somebody else, or this is this is a joke. Uh-huh.